Um, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another pre-season negative seven bonus episode. Episode negative zero, part two of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the podcast in which I, Daniel K, usually play a video game, but today I'm reading a book. Today I'm going to be reading Qui-Gon Jinn's Railroad Adventures. Boop, boop, shovel more coal, Qui-Gon. Okie dokie, shovel, shovel. It's the train on the rails, Qui-Gon. Yes, sir, steadfast on the rails, not moving an inch to the left, not an inch to the right. No, sir, here we are. Chuff, 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 chuff. The tried and true path. There's one and a half thousand AP points between us and failure, my good friend Daniel K. And we're on this train, straight and true on the tracks, and we're not stopping or swerving for nobody, no how. No, sir. <sighs> Alright, let's just dive in, shall we? Yeah, you know where we're up to. The last episode, we uh, entered the droid factory. We found, uh, well, we, we were looking for Ardi Galia, the Jedi Master, who was sent into this factory. I think I've picked up a little bit of this story, uh, the little bits that were robbed from me because I, I didn't buy the uh, uh, accompanying novel to this, this Star Wars game book. But I think Ardi Galia was sent into this uh, starship building factory or this warship building factory as a building inspector to make sure no one was building any warships for anyone. And oh shit, they were fifty warships. And we, but there's been a droid rebellion. Some malfunctioning droids have rebelled. And but we got in. We met the uh, the the Watto type alien who owns the facility. We bullied him. It was good fun. And he said, "Oh, go this way. Uh, you'll be able to shut off the uh, no, open the windows in the roof because the droids have been gassing the whole place. And Adi Galia is probably in danger of." of suffocation from the droid gas and so now we've just got the gas out of the buildings so that's us that's that's what we've done and now we continue reading are you ready that's a pretty good introduction look at that two minutes that's, oh shit I have to remember I was just doing this I have to remember that for whatever reason the book in my hands which to me sounds just like a little dainty, uh, soft game book, tiny little nothing. For whatever reason, this snowball microphone picks up on the pages like they're the loudest thing in the world. And I listen back to the episode and I'm like, oh, Jesus, listen to that. What is this? So I better make sure that I um, don't fuck around with the book too much because it's probably going to be pretty irritating if I do. You know? Alright. Oh shit, lost my page now. 40-something. Here we are. As the smoke clears, you scan the area looking for any signs of Ardi Galia. For finding a way to remove the smoke from the interior of the factory, add 200 AP to your AP total. If you've been wearing a breather, you may remove it now. We haven't been because we fell on our face and broke our breather. Shit, I don't have my, I don't have my pencil. Oh, oh, oh no. It's in the other room. Oh, I'm going to have to use this this marker. Got the, has it still got ink? Nah, dry as a bone. Oh, I'm really disorganised. 
Uh, what about? Let's see. Oh, God damn it! Hang on, listeners. Okay, there we go. Uh-uh. Yeah, I got a pencil. All right, let's get on with it. <clears throat> All right, so we got 200 AP. You notice a computer console just outside the assembly control room. The computer might be wired to a database that lists factory visitors or anyone detained by the security droids. Suddenly, a small box-shaped MSE-6 mouse droid rolls across the floor. Mouse droids don't have weaponry and are used to carry information. Placing your foot on top of the skittish mouse droid, you hold it in place while you decide your next move. To find Adigalia, choose to use the Force, interrogate the mouse droid, or access the factory computer. If you have already used power three times in this adventure, you cannot use power now. No, I haven't. I've used it once to do a failed mind trick. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to use the force for this. Is the force really something you use on a droid? Is it? Apart from to make it float to scare some uh, Ewoks, I don't think. Can you mind trick a droid? I must be the millionth human being on the planet to ask that dumb question. But, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical of the whole idea. So let's... Let's interrogate the mouse droid. That sounds like a fine thing to do. Okay. <laughs> interrogate the mouse droid. Roll the 10 die to search the droid's information storage unit. Okay. Interrogate. Sure. Your role plus your skill is your adventure number. Okay, so we got to get up our character sheet again. Where is it? There it is, Qui-Gon Jinn. My skill is only two. I'm an I- a big inept idiot. Here's my dice, which uh, I just pulled out of their box. Here's my D10. Hello, D10. And I'm going to roll it. Hup. Five. Plus two. Uh, yeah. So five, six, seven. If your adventure number is equal or more than six, it is. Add the difference, which is one. It's a nice, easy number to add up. So my AP is now 1,415. And let's see what we achieved. The mouse droid yields the exact information that you wanted! Exclamation mark. Artie Galia is trapped within the Starship Factory's observation tower. Oh, the observation tower. You may proceed. Great. The factory's observation tower is on the other side of the spaceport, which lies just outside the assembly room. That's convenient. Well, where's the assembly room? Are we in the assembly room? Um. Yeah, we're uh, we're uh, just outside the assembly control room. Yeah, that's where we are. Cool. So we're near the observatory tower. That's nice. Observation tower. 20 stories tall. Okay. The tower appears to be a new structure built on top of an ancient stone foundation. Wow. Where the hell are we? I thought... I thought... At first I thought we were in space, in a spaceship factory. And then I slowly figured out, okay, now we're in a factory that builds spaceships on the ground. And because it was talking about rooftops and buildings, I thought, okay, it's in like an industrial kind of city, maybe. And now there's this industrial building's been built on the ruins of an older structure. So is it on like some kind of jungle ruins? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm more than halfway through the book. 
so we're not I think we've got plenty of, of time let me just look at what the the planet is that we're on uh, planet Esselus I'm gonna open up the Wikipedia uh, where are you Wikipedia here we are Wikipedia and I'm gonna type in S Essex Essex S. Sounds like it's SLS. Okay. SLS. SLS was a planet. Was. Was a planet located. So, what is this? Is This is officially legends. That's fine. It's all as made up as each other. SLS was a planet located along the Perlemian trade route. I wonder what the Perlemian trade route was. In DARPA sector. Ooh, I don't like the sound of DARPA sector. Bunch of green berets all lined up in DARPA sector. Is that what? What's what's DARPA in the real world? Let's go, go on Wikipedia and look at DARPA. This American, some kind of American defense thing. DARPA, DARPA agency of U.S. Department of Defense, responsible for the development of new tech. Okay, new technologies. Department of Defense. Responsible responsible for new technologies. Oh, I know where I've heard about DARPA. I've read it in one of those goddamn um um what's the guy Matthew Riley or Rayleigh Matthew Rayleigh. Yeah, he stuck DARPA in a bunch of his novels. Oh man. Okay. Don't tag Matthew Rayleigh into this on Twitter or anything, but Jesus, that guy, his books suck. I read so many of them when I was a teenager, and even as an idiot teenager, I'd read them and go, this is like, this is trash. Uh, Matthew Rayleigh is probably not big outside of Australia. Although maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but he wrote like American action style novels, starring a half Australian, half American action man hero, and it's all like uh, m- military fetishization, special forces. Uh, there's lots of violence. It's so like. So, so, so stupid. <laughs> and it was so... Like, even as a 14-year-old, I was... And, and I was reading Matthew Riley books, and there's, like, a passage where it goes, Oh, yeah, the cool guy, he snapped around, and he saw the truck was coming, so he snapped back to his steering wheel around the corner, and then he snapped to the left, and then he snapped... I thought, mate, you've used snapped four times in this sentence. This is terrible. And he's obviously... ah. Oh, uh, what what tangent am I on? Oh yeah, DARPA. Here we are. Back to what, what this original podcast is about, is which is uh, looking up SLS on Wikipedia. Okay, SLS was under constant volcanic activity by 10 million BBY. Uh, the planet had a population of 24 billion and was covered in many high, steep, rugged volcanic mountain chains. The atmosphere was heavy, and so it was a warm, wet climate. It was a large planet with a diameter of blah blah blah. Its capital city was Kalamar. Kalamar, a cultured city that served as a center for education, art, recreation, and holoproduction. 
Esselus was known for its beautiful architecture. It served as headquarters for Cardals and Mechanicals, Dynacor, Trincata Starships, that's where we are, and Damorian Manufacturing Corporation. Eshelis was also the site of one of the core world's few pod racing courses, the Togato Speedway. That sounds like fun. Uh, let's, let's check out the Trincata Starships. Maybe it'll describe what kind of environment their base is set in company that specialized in the production of a variety of starships. Starships established by the Kludovian businessman Boltrin Carter. It was established by him. Okay, sure. The company was headquarters in the, headquartered in the city of Kalamar on the planet Esselus a short time before the invasion of Naboo. Oh, a short time before the invasion of Naboo, Trincata Starships was contracted with the construction of 50 vulture droid starfighters to be equipped with hyperdrives. This order proves highly suspicious with the Galactic Republic due to the expansion of the Trade Federation, and they contacted the Jedi High Council to investigate who would place the order. That's goddamn me. That's what's happening with me. I better not read any further, even though I haven't found what I want. Um, yeah, should we get back to the actual thing I'm supposed to be doing? I'm really sorry. But <laughs> I've just... I've destroyed the flow of this so so quickly. Oh dear, you don't mind. <sighs> Yum. Okay, let's get back to it. The tower appears to be a new structure built on top of an ancient stone foundation. The first 17 stories rises from the ground as a four-sided obelisk that support an inverted dome. An inverted dome lined with transparent steel windows that house the three-story observation levels. Five plastoid landing decks jut out from the inverted dome, adding to the tower's crude resemblance to a gigantic mechanical flower. That's interesting. If I read more of this book, and I find that this dome is not actually an inverted dome, because an inverted dome makes me think of... If you imagine, like... A stadium, or um, the Colosseum, you know? Like the negative space where a dome would be. It's not just a dome, it's an inverted dome. Like, an inverted dome is, is very different to a dome, right? Yeah, it must be like the inside of a satellite dish, an inverted dome, right? Like concave. Right? Right? Yeah. It's hard to picture what the hell this, this thing looks like. Um, just a tall tower, mostly rock, and then there's some fancy plaster steel, see-through glass of steel or whatever, and it's it's like a big satellite dish up there. That's what I'm picturing. Big satellite dish with some landing circles next to it, around the edge. Cool. That's, that's, what, we, that's what we decided on? Cool. Uh, exiting the assembly room, you step out onto the tarmac. Tarmac. <laughs> That's just as funny reading that word in a Star Wars novel. Several factory-owned repulsor lift vehicles are parked on the black floor of the spaceport landing area. A nearby transport vehicle is up on blocks for repair. Up on blocks. Up on, yeah, cinder blocks. 
Under the transport, three old astromech droids turn their cylindrical heads and sight you with their photoreceptors. Brandishing beam drills and welding tools, the battered astromechs emit a flurry of threatening beeps as they roll towards you. Oh shit, we're in for it now, listeners. You can't let them stop you from reaching the observation tower. Choose to evade or combat the astromechs. If you choose to combat, choose to use power or your lightsaber. I'm going to chop these little bastards right up. I'm going to turn them into little pancakes. Stacks of pancakes instead of astromech droids. These uh, charming bastards have had it good for too long. The world loves astromechs. Well, not today it doesn't because I'm cutting them into little unlovable pieces. Um, let's see. To combat the astromechs with your lightsaber, roll the 20 die uh, to use your lightsaber to cut down one of the supporting blocks under the transport. No, I want to chop them into bits. Your roll number plus your weaponry number plus your lightsaber's mid-range number is your adventure number. Okay. Uh, my mid-range accuracy is 1... My weaponry is three, so it's my D20 plus four. Here we go. Let's kill some R2. Nineteen! Okay, nineteen plus four is twenty-three. If your number is equal to or more than thirteen, which it is, it's ten. So I'll add ten to my AP quickly. One, four, twenty-five. It's my... Okay. Its main supporting block ruined, the transport crashes down upon the three astromechs. Uh, I'll edit in the sound of an astromech droid screaming so you don't have to listen to me do the sound of an astromech screaming with my voice, which would have been embarrassing for you, I promise. Crushing them before they can fire their laser tools at you, and you may proceed. Ah, that was good. This railroad adventure has offered me a satisfying little offering. Great. Okay. Surveying the tower's 20 stories, you notice a vehicle resting on the tower's uppermost plastoid deck. Plastoid deck. The vehicle hadn't been there when you arrived at the factory. It is a bizarre two-seat sky hopper, a fast repulsor lift vehicle designed to fly above the ground. You don't recognize the model. Remembering that Trincata's central droid control room is on level 19 of the tower, it occurs to you that the parked Skyhopper might belong to saboteurs, villains intent on taking over Trincata's factory by reprogramming his droids. The only way to find out is to go to the tower. I I love how the whole astromech thing was just nothing. It just made me kill some droids then. I don't think there was any... There was no option which didn't have me just kill a bunch of R2 units. That's good. (laughs) okay if you can gain access to the control room you might be able to find out the exact location of Ardi Galia you can also try deactivating the reprogrammed droids it won't take long for you to run to the tower but you'll get there faster if you take a repulsor lift vehicle to reach the starship factory's observation tower choose to take a repulsor lift vehicle or run if flight is one of your talents you can fly to the tower Uh, what should we do Let's just run. I feel like running. Where are we going? To take a repulsor lift vehicle. To run or fly to the observation tower. Roll the 10 die to cross the distance from the Starship factory to the observation tower. Uh, You're on... Okay. Uh, Flight not one of your talents. Roll number plus your strength 
It's your adventure. And this is a D10. So my strength is three. Here comes a D10. It's a one. So it's four. Uh, did I beat seven? No. I subtract the dis- difference. Five, six, seven, three, and repeat until you have arrived at the Starship Factory. Oh, God. Okay, D10. Here comes again. Uh, 10! Natural 10! So my total is 13. Uh, yeah. So the difference is uh, 6. Yeah. Oh, that was good. To I'm back up to where I was before. Yeah. Cool. Am I? No. Oh shit, I can't do maths at all. Well, uh, it doesn't even matter. I'm up to a fucking million AP points. It doesn't matter. The number I've got written down is 1,425. That's where it's going to stay. It doesn't matter if I just got that whole thing wrong. Alright, at the base of the observation tower, a door leads to a lift tube. You enter the lift tube and address the lift computer stating your destination level 19 central droid control the lift rises in a powerful rush from the ground level seconds later the repulsor field warning light flashes red and the lift screeches to a halt you're launched off your feet smashing into the ceiling's emergency escape hatch before crashing back to the floor rising from the floor you check the lift tube console According to the numerical display, you are trapped between levels 18 and 19, just shy of your destination. If the droids trapped you in the lift tube computer terminal... What? Oh, if the droids tapped into the lift tube computer terminal, your destination command may have alerted them to your position. Realising you must get out of the lift tube, you open the emergency escape hatch in the ceiling. Climbing up and through the hatch, you step out on top of the lift. Looking upward into the cylindrical tube shaft... Well, I just realised that this this book, 1999, was written before... Written before 2005, which was episode 3, which is where there was all that, um... All that uh, Jedi lift business, right? Anakin Skywalker and his friend Obi-Wan Kenobi on top of the lifts going up, going down. Lots of fun, lots of trouble. Yeah. I guess... Two lift scenes in a piece of sprawling, huge, overbloated media franchise. It's not a big, it's not a big observation to be making, but you know, it's there to be made. So, I'm a man on a podcast. I might as well make an observation. Uh, looking upwards into the cylindrical tube shaft, you see the sealed doors for level 19. Suddenly a whirring motor sounds from above. A shaft maintenance droid clinging to the walls by its magnetic treads rapidly descends from the upper levels of the lift tube. Aiming a disruptor at you, the droid prepares to fire. Using a lightsaber, choose to cut open the doors or combat the shaft maintenance droid. Uh, yeah... I think logically in in this situation, it's probably not a good idea to like concentrate on the doors when you're about to be shot at from above. Like with your lightsaber, you might be able to deflect an oncoming blast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna even though even though this is maybe like a kind of like reprogrammed droids is maybe like a zombie narrative where there might be some chance of curing the the, the zombified people. Like you know, uh, you cure the zombies. 
well, I guess you wish you hadn't killed so many of the zombies on your way to curing them, because now they could have they could have been survived, they could have been saved, and now here we are killing all the droids. Maybe they just need to be reprogrammed, and then these uh, living thinking organisms, artificial intelligences, they wouldn't have been killed by me, Qui Gon Jinn. But I'm gonna kill it because I don't want to get shot. Okay, combat the shaft maintenance droid. Roll the 20 die to hurl your lightsaber at the oncoming droid. If defense is one of your talents, it is. Roll number plus your weaponry plus your lightsaber's far range plus two. It's your adventure number. Okay, roll plus weaponry plus far range plus two. So my far range is... Let's see. Zero. That makes the maths easier. So... Uh, my weaponry is three, right? Weaponry, three. So three plus two is five. So my d20 plus five is what I've got going for me. Huh? A 16 plus five is 21. Great. I, I've equaled 13. I add the difference. Uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. The difference is eight. Uh, 433 current AP tossed upwards your lightsaber rotates and cuts the descending droid in half Ah! smash Ah, ah, no that's what the droid says each half of the droid falls past your lift and down the length of the tube as your lightsaber falls you catch it by the handle if you've not already done so you cut a hole through the doors to level 19. Entering level 19, you may proceed. <clears throat> the lift tube is now damaged, and you'll have to find another way out of the observation tower. But for reaching level 19, add 75 AP to your AP total. Okay, let's do it. We can do that. 75. Okay, 1,433 plus 70 is 1,533 plus 5. 7 is 8. 1,538. Maths challenge. Um, overcome. I deserve a little drink uh, of uh, a fine rosé. Ah, yum. Level 19 is filled with sophisticated computers, but appears devoid of droids. Devoid of droids. Entering the central droid control room, you pass a window that offers a view of the... Starship factory at the other side of the spaceport. Spaceport. Okay. Across the tarmac, droids pour out of the factory and advance towards the observation tower. So am I, am I like a I'm like I'm in a conning tower. Realizing every droid that Trincada starships must be coming after you, you turn your attention to the interior of the control room, where searching for the, while searching for the main terminal that regulates all the factory's droids, you step into the detention center. Why would it be in the detention center? <clears throat> the detention center is a long corridor that ends in a large black metal wall. Five cells line the the right wall, and another five cells are built into the left. Instead of having sealed metal doors, each cell is viewable through a transparent energy field. From where you are standing, you can't see directly inside any of the cells. You move cautiously forward to inspect them. Much to your astonishment, you see the same view in each cell, Adigalia's motionless form. You realise nine of the cells must contain holographic projections. Oh, those crafty droids. Decoys to delay any rescue attempt. What an insane strategy. 
What an insane strategy. My god. Decoys. To delay any rescue attempt. In every cell, Master Adi appears the same. She's slumped on a metal bed with her multi-tailed headdress spread out under her. Her eyes are closed. She's wearing a heavy brown robe and you can't tell if she's breathing. You yell her name, Adigalia, trying to wake her up, but it's no use. You must determine which cell contains the real Adigalia and deactivate the energy shields. A command console is located within the middle of the detention center. There are ten unmarked switches on the command console. The switches might help you free Idigalia. To throw a switch, roll the ten-sided die. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just going to do what this goddamn book tells me to do. Roll the ten-sided die. Three. If you roll one or two, nope. If you roll three or four, you deactivate the Ardigalia holograms. Woo! We got it right. We that was. I thought this was going to be a puzzle. I legitimately thought. I legitimately thought this was going to be some kind of puzzle, but it wasn't. It was just roll your die. <laughs> the holograms vanish, and the real Ardigalia remains visible. You must deactivate the energy shields in order to reach her. Roll again to deactivate the shields. Really? What? Hang on. I've got to find the pages where it says what to do. What? I'm lost now. Um. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, I understand. So, the shields must just be another one of these... So I've got to roll again. It's just like a... It's a random encounter chart. And one of the encounters is... You deactivate the shields. Alright, I understand now. Let's roll. Nine. So... Let's see. You roll a nine or a ten. A panel slides back from the floor, revealing a stairway that leads below the detention level to a secret maintenance room. It is possible this lower chamber will offer clues to help Free Master Ardy. You approach the stairs. Roll the ten die to explore the lower chamber. If tracking is one of your talents, which it's not, your roll number plus your knowledge plus your stealth plus one is your adventure number. If tracking is not, your roll plus your stealth is your adventure. My stealth is two. My roll is a seven, so nine. Equal to eight? Yes. Add the difference. Easy. One, five, three, nine. Uh, the secret chamber contains a hydraulic lift beneath each cell. Uh, okay. Alright, so this is... It, it must double as an execution chamber where it just squishes them against the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> you find some oddly shaped footprints on the floor near one of the lifts. The footprints appear to have been made by a large insectoid creature, possibly while placing Ardy Galia on the lift that... you raised her to an upper cell. Ah, oh, I guess that makes sense too. If that's true, then Master Ardy is within the cell directly above you. Proceed to lower the lift below. Um, to lower the lift, roll the 10 die to pull a, le a lever that will make the upper cell descend into the secret chamber. Your roll number plus your skill plus 2 is your adventure. So my skill is 2, plus 2 is 4. My d10 number is... No, uh, six, seven, eight, 
Uh, so that's 10. It's like, oh my god, Dan, you idiot. Equal to 8? Yes. Add the difference to your AP. Done. 1, 5, 4, 1. Uh, the hydraulic lift sinks into the floor, lowering the cell above, and the cell contains Arigalia. Phew! I guess I could just have easily, easily have smushed her up against the ceiling. You enter Arigalia's cell and run to her side. You bend down and check her vital signs. She's unconscious and requires medical attention! Oh no! For locating Arigalia, add 150 AP to your AP total. Okay. 100... 1,691 is now our new total. Uh, you you carry Artie Gallier out of the detention centre. I thought she needed medical help. You have to get her out of the observation tower, but first you must deal with the incoming droids. If you can transmit a signal from the central droid control room, you might be able to reprogram the droids. A quicker solution would be to destroy the control tower. This would make all the droids stop functioning, but it could also get you killed if you don't escape the tower in time. Finding the main terminal, choose to reprogram the factory droids or destroy the control room. Let's destroy the control room. I don't care about reprogramming anything. No, sir. <sighs> to destroy the control room, roll the 20-sided die to enter an auto-destruct command in the main terminal of central droid control. Yeah, goddammit, yes. We're going to set the controls to the heart of the sun. Your roll number plus your knowledge plus your skill is your adventure number. So it's D20 plus knowledge plus skill. My skill is 2, my knowledge 3. So D20 plus 5. Let's do it. Uh, where's my D20? Here it is. So it's plus 5. 18 plus 5! I think we've successfully made the thing blow up. Uh, 19, 20, it's 23 obviously. Okay, we were trying to beat 13. Uh, add the difference. Oh my god. Oh, it's just 10. That's easy. So now 1,701 1, is our total AP. Uh, having entered the auto-destruct command into the computer, you now have three minutes to escape the tower with Artie Galia. Okay, I'm going to set a timer. Hang on. Oh my god. Three minutes. Okay. Uh, three minutes. And zero seconds. There. Okay. Okay, we've got to do this quickly. If the droids were to reprogram the... Okay, wait. Adventure, what? If the droids were not reprogrammed to surrender, the imminent destruction of central droid control will cause them to stop functioning. Since the lift tube is ruined, you must find another way out of the observation. Oh god, oh god. Uh, tower. Remembering the bizarre skyhopper on the tower's upper deck, you pick up Artie from the floor and carry her up to the emergency stairway. You'll use the skyhopper to escape the tower. Exiting the stairwell, you notice the egress door has been kicked in from the outside. As you proceed through the damaged doorway, you wonder what has become of the saboteurs. When you reach the upper deck, you find the skyhopper parked in the same spot. Without warning, two tall insectoid aliens step out from behind the skyhopper. With their black body armor and segmented movements, you recognize aliens at once. They're Bartokas. A race of bloodthirsty mercenaries, the Bartoks are notorious throughout the galaxy for their assassin squads. With their hive mind, they work together to kill their assigned targets. Each Bartok stands on two powerful legs and has four arms. One of them has a blue beard. Haha, <laughs> that's an opera joke. Two manipulatory arms extend from their waist while their upper arms end in long hooked claws. Although you don't know the Bartok's motives for invading the factory, you gather that they are responsible for reprogramming the Starship factory droids and subduing Artigalia. Before you can question them, the two insectoid aliens raise their claws in advance, placing 
Bouncing out of Galia on the floor of the deck. Okay, I've got one minute, 40 seconds. Uh, you brace yourself for the Bartok's attack. Jedi do not believe in killing unless it is absolutely necessary, but Bartok's are professional killers who won't hesitate to slice you from head to toe. Choose to dodge or combat. Quick, uh, combat. Uh, roll 20 soda dice, uh, plus your weaponry, plus your lightsaber's mid-range, which is plus one. Uh, and that plus one, so, uh, weaponry is three, plus two, plus a 20 sided die. Uh, where's my 20 sided die? Here it is. Um, ah, shit, it's on the ground, but I'm gonna take it anyway. What's the number? Huh? Um. Okay, it's 14. Uh, plus what did I say? Three, uh, weaponry three, plus two, five. So, 14 plus five is 19. Um. Where are we? Equal to 15? Yeah, add the difference, no thank you. Leaving you without any possible f peaceful solution, the Bartoks are victim to your quick skill with a lightsaber, and you may proceed. Uh, racing to Adigalia's unconscious form, you pick her up and proceed to escape the tower! If flight is one of your abilities, you can carry Adigalia as you spread your wings and fly to the ground. If flight is not one of your abilities, place Adigalia on a Bartok skyhopper. To escape the tower, roll 20 sort of die and fly away with Adigalia from your tower. Um... Uh... Your roll plus your navigation plus two. My navigation is three. Okay, and it's a d20. Uh, 13 plus... Uh, what was my navigation? Three. Uh, so 16 plus two. 17, 18. Yes! Uh, soaring away with Adigalia from the tower, you may proceed! And we have five seconds left, ladies and gentlemen. I fucking did it! I've thrown the book on the ground! BOOM! <laughs> <laughs> that might not have been any fun for you to listen to, but god damn. That was fun for me. <laughs> because that obviously wasn't what the book wanted you to do, but this book has given me nothing. This book has given me nothing. Except a substandard story and some busy work. <laughs> so I, I guess I, I guess I, I made my own challenge. You <laughs> can't believe that. Oh, that was actually really close. I had five seconds left in the end before totally failing. All right, where was I up to? I, I missed my page because I threw my book on the ground. Uh, here we are. We've just escaped the the tower. The control room explodes. <laughs> That's the next sentence. That was perfect. That was perfect. The power of the blast nearly knocks both of you, uh, both you and Ardigalia, out of the sky, but you land safely outside the barricade surrounding Trincada starships. Scanning the area, you see the other Jedi running from the factory security checkpoints. Busy fighting the droids during your adventure, your friends have almost given up on both you and Ardigalia. Seeing that you and Ardigalia are both alive, they are joyous. It's hardly time to celebrate, you tell them. Oh, it's hardly time to celebrate, you tell them. Ardigalia is unconscious and requires medical treatment. Also, I couldn't find the 50 Troid Starfighters, but I learned they were ordered by the Trade Federation. Even worse, I had a run-in with Bartok assassins. Hearing this information, your friend's joy changes to concern, and they realise your adventure is only just the beginning. For rescuing Ardigalia and ending the threat of the Starship Factory droids, add 500 AP to your AP total, which is now 
2,201. Plus those last two batches, which I decided not to give myself because I was in a real rush. To read the end of this adventure, please turn to page 77 of your adventure novel, Search for the Lost Jedi. No. That's it. That's the end for us because we don't have the adventure novel. Yeah, that's it. That's the last page. We did it. We reached the end of Qui-Gon Jinn's Railroad Adventures. Toot toot. Ah, last stop. Everybody off. Chuff, 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 Trains pulling into the station. Ah, what a fun ride it's been along those Qui-Gon Jinn railway line rails. I hope you all had fun with me. Um, weirdly, it was a more energetic episode than the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and less less good, I think. I'm not as happy with myself after that one. Yeah, sure thing. All right, hi everyone, it's me, Editor Dan. Uh, it's been probably about a half hour since I finished the episode. For the last f- fully two minutes, I just apologised for how bad I thought it was. And that's fair enough. I have every right to do that. I thought I'd quickly stick a Daniel K. Recommends right on the end of this instead of you listening to <laughs> a sad man apologise for himself, which is not a... Not a fun activity for you to be doing. I'd like to recommend you watch a movie. How about that instead? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've just been impelled to do this because uh, I, I've been making the thumbnail and uh, I decided to go look for some pictures of a person in a train. Um, the thumbnail's not going great. Uh, mostly because what I, I've just been sitting down watching the Buster Keaton film The General which I watched, I think, two years ago. Uh, and I goddamn loved it. I thought it was great. And so I think, oh, I'll go back and watch the Buster Keaton film, 1927, I think, Buster Keaton movie, The General. Uh, and I, I'll find some pictures of trains for my thumbnail. And ladies and gentlemen, Buster Keaton's film, The General, is just a delight to watch. Ah, it's so good. So I would like to officially recommend that you go on YouTube. The whole thing is available in a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful quality uh, with music. I didn't see any ads. I don't know. I don't know why YouTube usually, you know, I'm I'm amazed that there's not goddamn, hey, check out Hungry Jack's chips. They're goddamn two cents now for a fucking bucket. You goddamn lazy son of a bitch. Get through our drive through and get some chips into you. Say Squarespace, how many times? Hey, this is this is this is the the YouTube algorithm uh, talking. I'm going to challenge you. How many times can you dislike this ad? What you've done it 50 times now. You've disliked it every single time you've seen it and been given the option to dislike it. Guess what? I'm going to show it to you again. Ha 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 ha! It's a Pavlovian response. The more you dislike, the more I show you, and you just don't learn, do you? You just keep on disliking, and I keep on showing you. Ha 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 ha! But that doesn't happen on the general. There's no ads on the general for some weird reason. Maybe it's a region thing. Maybe you'll get ads. Don't come crying to me about it, though. Come laughing to me when you have a good old time watching Buster Keaton in the 1927 film The General for free on YouTube in beautiful quality. Do it right now. If you've got the time, go on, do it. That's my recommends. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye.